Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. All right, but first of all, I want to talk about social housing. I wanted to read out this email to you. And we'll come back to God a little bit later on. Um, and I'll be interested in how your feelings of that. Just about, about a quarter to ten or so, all right? Hi, Niall. I love the show. And I know people's arguments entertain you a lot. Well, they entertain both myself and Ashley, to be honest with you. But hey, whatever. Uh, so I thought I'd share mine with my other half with you. We're currently saving like crazy for our first house. And for the last four years, I've been living in, like, I'm in lockdowns. No weekends away, no pubs unless it's a very special occasion, no holidays. And a beaten up car, all because we're saving for a house. Our budget is 350000 and we've been looking, but at the moment it's hard to even get a viewing. We saw a really nice house on the north side last week, and it was a new build, and just under budget. I called the estate agent, and spent some time chatting with him, and I was telling him how, or he was telling me how many were left. He said they were not available, but I think he was suggesting there was a percentage was going to go to social welfare recipients, and that he wasn't sure which ones. Uh, I was talking to my wife, and I was livid as we had busted our balls saving and some young bloke or young one is going to move in next door for feck all. They may never have worked in their life and they get a house next door to my £350,000 house that I've worked so hard for and made so many sacrifices for this house. For some waster to live next door for no- to do for nothing, essentially. Well, no, it's not quite like that. You're over-exaggerating it slightly. But anyway, my wife thinks I'm just begrudging and over the top. She said I should walk a mile in their shoes. And we are lucky that we can actually save. I mean, we've lived in my mother's for the last five years just to get a deposit. Anyway, a row ensued and I told her we need to look harder to find a house away from people who are on welfare. Ah, you're going to go a long way in life, mate. Am I really that wrong to want to live somewhere where there's no social welfare housing? Well, you'll be searching a long time, by the way, because you have to have 10% social housing, 10% affordable housing, etc., etc. Well, is he wrong or is he being a bit of a snob? Now, just to clarify, right, what he's talking about here, in 2014, existing laws meant builders can exchange money or land instead of setting aside 20% of new developments for social and affordable housing, a provision under the Part 5 of the Planning Act. A revision of the legislation made it mandatory for developers to set aside a 10% of all new developments for social use, according to government sources. And this was criticised by the construction industry, which had lobbied for this part of the legislation to be abolished or suspended. They argued the measure is a burden on householders or house builders struggling to recover over the full cost of the building. Anyway, in 2018, Sinn Féin seek to increase the provision of social and affordable housing to 25% in private residential developments and 30% in strategic development zones. That would be like apartment blocks, etc. that are being built uh, for young couples, etc. Et so in other words, uh, at the moment, it's 10% social, 10% affordable housing. So no matter where you buy your house, you are going to have people, most likely, unless the builder provides the state with money, uh, you are going to have people living in houses next door to you who could be on social welfare or low income for that matter, okay? It doesn't necessarily mean they've never worked in their lives. They may be on very low income. You might have single mums with kids. You might have people, I don't know, all sorts of walks of life who can't afford to buy a house. And this guy believes it's unfair. Why should he pay €350,000 for his house in Leafy Suburb and work hard for it and save and sa- sacrifice when somebody is going to move in next door, as far as he's concerned, who hasn't paid a bean for the house and is getting it at a very cheap rent and could be, as he says, uh, somebody who doesn't work and that cheap rent is being paid for by the social welfare. Why should he have to do that? That's the point he's making. Is he being a snob? Is he being a begrudger? 
Let me know what you think. Or as his wife or partner, whatever she is to him. She should probably get away from him, actually. But is she right? Walk a mile in their shoes. And then you'll know what it's like. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 8 That's 87 8 Podrick. Greetings, Mr. Boylan. And salutations. And uh, are you not talking about Megan tonight? Ah, Jesus. There'll be enough of that in the television at that moment. For God's sake, spoiled <laughs> little girl. Sorry. Exactly. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, record. I'm not saying very sexist, by the way. He's a spoiled little brat as well, by the way. What a two spoiled brat! Yes, yes. Two priv- a privileged young couple with nothing better to do in their lives than moan about other people. Yes, and there she was sitting in uh, Oprah Winfrey's uh, mansion in California, be the back garden. Is that uh, is that Oprah's back garden they were sitting in? Yeah, that was her back garden. Well. It's, Probably it's like a football field. Right? <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Poor me, poor me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel so sorry for them. God bless them. They said they had to dip into Diana, Diana's inheritance and savings. Ah, do you feel yeah. a bit sorry for them, Patrick? They're down to the last 30 million now. <laughs> Listen, meantime, back at the ranch. Yeah. Back to the subject matter at hand. They wouldn't um, be living beside a social housing, let me tell you. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, but go That's on, everybody. Sure. Is he? Been, is this guy a begrudger? <clears throat> well, as I said to you at the previous juncture, Niall, the problem with this country is the welfare wonderland, and the system allows people, like most people, n- not just for, obviously for the financial element, Niall, but for it's it's, it's not as to do how you're brought up. Uh, you want to contribute uh, into pay into the system because everybody knows what t- nobody likes paying taxes, but we all know. At the end of the day, what taxes go? Okay, you can say the government misappropriates. I, I, I buy all this. But if nobody paid income tax, Nile, the whole system would collapse. Well, yeah. yes, I, I, I understand that, that the whole yeah. system would collapse, yeah. But yeah. thankfully, we're not, we, we all have a kind of social duty, don't we, as well? Yeah, we have a part. duty. Look, if you, if you can't or you don't want to, Contribute to your own country, Nile. I mean, there's, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, but, mean, the, yeah but the point is, if if we didn't have the you know the twenty percent, although Sinn Féin want to increase to twenty five percent, you know, social and affordable housing, ten percent social and affordable housing, right? Um, if we didn't have that, people who will never be able to afford a house because they might be, it doesn't necessarily mean they're unemployed. By the way, you have people on minimum wage. I mean, yeah. essentially, what these people are suggesting who don't want to live beside somebody on social housing is that we should just build all the social housing together in some shitty little estate and then build the nice houses, the nice houses for people that can afford them. We did that years ago and look how that worked out. We had areas of Dublin where we had all social housing and they turned into ghettos. Yeah. You know, well, look, I, 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 Niall, I don't have a problem. Look, look, in some ways, like you go to some of the wealthy areas of this town like uh, Donnybrook, Blackrock. There is little uh, council enclaves, and a, a lot of a lot of them people there um, paid into the system. Look, see the thing about so, I think there was a difference stuff. in council housing now in the sixties and seventies. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, because everybody lot, was on low income. A lot of them actually they're from the thirties now. But yeah. look, the point being that most people most people living in social housing uh, uh, pay into the system. But the problem we have is the people, the freeloaders that don't want to pay into the system now. And having loads of children, we all know who they are, and they, they could be going on one or two holidays a year. And But the point being, if somebody, say, for instance, three children, the going rate is about 400 euros now. Uh, and then you have all the secondary benefits. See, it's the secondary benefits that they, they could add up. You've had Stephen on before, I think, 
gentleman from England. He gave me all the stats before. I think he, he can have yes. about 38, 38, 38 grand. grand. Yeah, before we're, we're tax. All, yeah. Once everything's factored in, like you're looking at about 30, 38k. Now to make 38k now, you got you spending your tax credits. You could be you have to be on about 50k, and then depending on you. Yeah, because because yeah. because benefits are are tax free money and they're worth money. Right. I mean, right right down to things like back to school allowances, all those kind of things. Yeah, they're worth money. So even and if then, it's a hundred quid, it's worth a hundred and fifty before tax, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I no, get that. Yeah, and Niall, to add insult to injury, and as the fella says, you just couldn't make it up. After eleven and a half months of doing nothing, the government will give you a Christmas bonus. You just like you you wouldn't hear this in. Uh, uh, 40 towers now. But <laughs> in the Republic of Ireland, so what does that say to people? It says to people, oh, Jesus Christ, they're going to give us a bonus after doing nothing all year. I mean, the mentality is that they're getting this free money anyway. Then they're getting a bonus on. You just couldn't make it up. But, I mean, okay, so but would you, Patrick, I don't know if you live in a leafy suburb, but I don't want to know, but I know you no. mentioned before you lived out in Lucan somewhere or somewhere. No, around. I don't. I live in City West. City West, so in that direction, right? <laughs> okay, but I, I'm assuming it's not a leafy suburb or somewhere that's very exclusive, is it? No, it's just uh, your average three-bedroom you know, house. I, I, I paid um, back in oh four and I paid two sixty for this. Okay, and it almost uh, almost paid off now. But uh, the point, no. Uh, at the end of the day, and I'll um, this, it's a working class area. Most people in this, most people here are working now. Yeah, and it was it might be on low wages. Someone are probably on mid range wages. But the I, by the way, I do find that yeah. funny nowadays when we refer to an area as a working class area. It generally means nowadays that people aren't working. <laughs> working yeah. class should be defined as people who are working. Well, okay, but but so yeah. in your working class area, in your as housing estate, would there be many houses that would be social and affordable housing? Uh, or would you just see, not know? See. see when I moved in here, Niall, uh, I was under the illusion that it was all going to be owner-occupiers, but it was Celtic Tiger era, and a lot of people were buy, buy, buying to let. Okay, okay, so there's a good few Airbnbs in there, is there? There was, uh, well, actually, it was about, um, I think it was about 60% ownership, so there's 40%, this is back in uh, 03, 04, uh, that, that was, uh, I think it's a lot of people have sold since then and moved on, Niall, but as you do. But look, um, it's still social housing. There would be, like, there's one above me, the council, I think it's on the HAP scheme. Uh, it's a five year scheme, as far as I know. Yeah. But predominantly, th- there is a percentage now. It could be 5%. Uh, that's about 500 units here. I'd say about 5% of probably social housing, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but the point being. Well, would, you, would you feel hard if you, if you bought again, if you were to move on yeah. again, and I'm sure this is probably your last move, but if you were to move on again and buy a nice house for 400,000, say a four bed, a nice, you know, a nicer house, a bigger, a little bit bigger, a bit more square footage and a bit more frontage yeah. on it. And, and next door, you know, there was a house <coughs> and somebody said, oh yeah, that's, that's going for social housing. Would that put you off buying the house? No, no, but see, I had to actually have this conversation with my brother and I yesterday. He lives out in uh, Clonsilla, but he wants to move to Castle Knock, but he's got his house almost paid for. But the point being, he's going to have to jump. To, to go to Castle Knock, you're looking at about another 300 grand. Oh, yeah, yeah, get up the money there, yeah. You know what I mean? So, realistically, I think a lot of this has been designed uh, to a certain extent. Um, you know, if, for instance, you, you go over that bridge at Temple Oak, say, from where we are, uh, houses here to go for the round city west there could be two, three hundred up to maybe 400,000 max. But you go over that bridge at Temple Oak, the, the real estate goes up to... Uh, 600,000, yeah, for three bad house. It goes from about four to 700 grand. Yeah. Actually, I, I could put my my place now in, uh, if I put in Temple Oak, 
I, I'll probably get another two or three hundred grand for it. Easy. Yeah, because what, you, you, you yeah. pay for the address now, as you well know. Now, you go a bit further down to Terenure. I'm working in the house at the moment, and it's, it's, it's two million. It's, it's worth two million. Look, you, you pay for the address to a certain extent. So I think a lot of this has been designed now because I think the architect and um, the civil servant and the, and the economist, they don't want to live, really live beside the plumber, the painter, the decorator, or the retail worker now. Okay, well, do me a favor. Stay, just stay there for a second. Let me just go to Fern as well. Stay there. Uh, Fern, you're on Classic Hits. Fern, now you're, Hi, you're on the social housing list. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, because I want to just get rid of that stereotype that we believe that everybody in the social health welfare list is some sort of scumbag or something like that. No. Because that's not the case. These are people who just, you know, who will never be in a situation to afford, you know, 350 grand. Right. Can I just kind of put a perspective on my situation here? Yeah. Okay, just to put all that judgment away. Um, first of all, um, I find that if you have the opportunity to stay with, let's say, your parents or whatever, and to save up for those five years to get your deposit, good on you. But not everyone is in that situation. I myself, I've been working since I was 14, multiple jobs. My husband is the same. We're both in our 30s. We've got two kids and we're renting. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. We've Dead been money. paying our taxes the whole time. My The last time I went on a holiday, just to let you know, was 2008, and that was the last time I went to Wales. Right. Okay, I haven't been able to afford one since. It's not like I'm buying new cars or whatever. My father, the first time when he was able to buy a house, was he bought a ramshackled old place in the back end of nowhere that literally had no electricity or running water. And he, it was 60,000. And he built it up with no heating, no water, and he built it up himself while living in it. It took him two years to get everything together. He nearly died of pneumonia twice. And can I ask you, if you're both working, Fern, and I don't want to be prying into your private life and mm. your personal business, but if you're both working, people are going to ask me and they're going to be texting and saying, mm. but if you're both working, why can't you save up for a deposit for a house, even if you're okay. on a low income? Right, we've got two kids, low income, the rent here is 600 Right, okay. I live in a tourist town, so that is majority hotel work and retail work. And how much would a house, I don't want to know where you live, but how much would a, would a two-bed house, for example, in your area, or three-bed even, for that matter, okay. if it's not available, how much do they go for? In re- to be honest with you, I haven't even looked with buying, because realistically, the opportunity for myself and my husband, we wouldn't be able to. We just wouldn't. But how much, how much do they go for? Uh, all I know, like I said, is, right, a, a friend of mine, in a mari- she's married and she's got a young baby, they were looking at places, and they recently looked at a two-bedroom apartment in our, lo- uh, our closest town, which is 17 kilometers kilometer away from where we live, and that was €1,000 a month to rent. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. realistically, working in retail. Yeah. No, I get you. Uh, how, how, like, seriously. But, for these but there are, I mean, if you, if you could relocate... There are so towns... Where? No, I'm just saying, if you could relocate... We're are, in the suburbs as it is. Yeah, there are towns in Ireland and villages in Ireland and cities in Ireland, actually, where you can buy yeah. property very cheap. Yeah. I mean, Roscommon and Leitrim would be the cheapest in Ireland. Yeah, but then we're, we're in the south. I like, know what you're going to say next. Do I really want to live in Leitrim? No, I'm, I'm no, joking. No, but like, we're, we're in the south. We don't have much option. It is yeah. on the Atlantic Way. It is a tourist industry area. Yeah. We're... Do you know what I mean? It's and are you both working in that industry? Is it are you well attached? My to husband it? is. He's in. He's in um, tourism, and I'm in uh, retail. Jeez, you're both snookered at the moment, so. 
Okay, but okay, but getting getting back to this idea, this guy doesn't want to pay three fifty for a house and having you know Joey social welfare living next door to him over Josephine social welfare because he believes he deserves better than that after sacrificing for five years and saving hard. Okay, I understand that, but how often has he lived off minimum wage a week? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't don't know his personal circumstances, so I don't. I'm, exactly. assu- I'm assuming like, he's not. By the way, I'm assuming that if he can get a deposit together for a three fifty thousand house and then he get a yeah. less, and he can get approval for that kind of money, he's not that minimum wage. Exactly. So unless you've done it, don't judge. In my own opinion, now I do agree with what Porter was saying earlier. Look, there are going to be scroungers. There are people everywhere that are going to be scroungers who live off the state. Yes. Yeah, they can't look. But that doesn't mean necessarily that everyone is. It just means that not necessarily everyone comes from a family whose parents own houses and whose parents are together and own houses that you can live in. That's big enough for you and your kids to live in while you save up. Yeah, well, well sorry, Paul. Well, well, hang on, Paul. Are you still there? Yes, no. Yeah, well, see, I, I do believe that the majority of people who will end up living next door to you in a social or affordable house would be a family like Ferns. I mean, the idea that, you know, the, yeah. the next door to you is going to be a drug dealer or, you know, or somebody who's you know, a, a delinquent of some description, be they male or female, is yeah. not always the case. And nine times out of ten is not the case. No, it no, can no. be. <laughs> yeah, like Fern uh, cited there, look, at the risk of repeating myself now, basically what infuriates people is people, let's call them lifers, that have been on, the, on social welfare maybe for 20, 30, 40 years, and the, and the, the government, the system allows them to do that. That they... If they're able-bodied now, and they, they, this way should work. If you do not pay into the system now, you get nothing out of it. So no, it, it, people that's working, that's a different ballgame now. I'm talking about people, lifers. Let's call them lifers. Which is about five percent of the working population, because even when right. we have full employment, we still have five percent unemployment. No. Nine, yeah. they should get nothing. Because they've never paid it. Yeah, but you can. Yeah, but hang on. Let's take that figure. There's 5% of the working population are lifers, as you call them, right? Or people who will never work, right? They're not disabled. They're not on disability. They're just people who don't want a job. Even when we've loved the lowest income or the lowest unemployment rate, which we had, by the way, uh, coming up to just before last year at 5%, that's the lowest unemployment rate we've probably ever had. And yet there were still people unemployed. You couldn't walk down the street to be offered a job, right? So those people you're telling me shouldn't get anything. If you gave them nothing, they'd be on the streets. Exactly. So what, what are you going to do? Just throw them out to die? Can I, you can't well, do that either, pardon. Nile, it's, it's amazing. You take Spain, for instance. They have a thing called reducing benefits. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. You get your America salary. do that as well. Correct. And then uh, what happens is it's amazing in Spain, Nile, after, after they've, they've been reduced by 75 They suddenly get a job. Correct, or they emigrate. But at the end of the day, now, so, so, but if you're going to give people, you're going to give people 100% for 20, 30, 40 years and then give them a bonus. Of, Jesus, it really is ludicrous. Sorry, Fergie, mm. you want to say something there? Go ahead. Yeah, look, I completely agree there. Look, it's, and it's people like that who are giving people like my generation, you know, the people who came into leaving certain the college years during the recession in 2008-2009 that are giving us the bad name mm. because you know we didn't do anything yeah no we, I, I get you do you know what I mean especially those who didn't have mummy and daddy paying their phone bill from <laughs> the get go because yeah. not everyone had that and so, what frustrates me I'm sure Podrick would agree with me on this stage is what really frustrates me is the people who well could afford a vast amount of that tax to be paid back but who go put it into offshore accounts. Well, yeah, that's happening too. 
Exactly. So yeah. if you even take into account that amount of people, put the percentage of the money of that amount of people into an account, how many people could you make sure weren't on the social housing list? Yeah. Well, they had proper money. You know, I understand. Now, I know I know people put money offshore, but pe- there are others who will argue, well, look, they've earned the money. It's their money. They paid tax on it, I hope. But they're never going to spend it. Their great-grandchildren are never going to spend it. I know, I know. I, know. And then look, if you I mean, it's, it's the same right? argument. It's a kind of socialist argument in some sense. And by the way, I am not a socialist, but I do understand why people would think they like to say Jeff Bezos, who's the <laughs> richest man in the world, or Elon Musk, or, or Bill Gates, or whoever it is, who are, you know, worth, you know, over 100 billion, Mark Zuckerberg. They shouldn't be allowed yeah. to amass such wealth. No. They just shouldn't. And then look at the people in Yemen right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, look, even though myself and my husband, right, we're I mean, think about, think about it. Jeff Bezos could buy off our debt in this country twice over. Yeah, exactly. I mean? but, exactly. But look, my husband and I, right, we're not in, we're not wealthy, definitely, but we're not dire, dire, dire straits. But what we do is we actually give money to ActionAid every month, which is the same as a multi-pack packet of walkers a week yeah. to support a child in Kenya. Right, okay. If okay. we can do that. But not only that, then there's the other element with the tax, right? It's not exactly <laughs> equally distributed. Where I live right now, you know, like, if you could pay the exact same car in Ireland, the exact same car in the UK. Now, bearing in mind, I moved over here when I was in 95, so it was a long time ago. But if you can pay the same car for the same tax, it is more in Ireland than it is in the UK. Yeah, but, the reason, yet, yeah, but there's a reason for that, Fern. And yet... All of, uh, where I live right now, in the suburbs of a tourist town, like seven, yeah. like I said, about 17 kilometers away from a tourist town, the roads have not been maintained in eight years <laughs> where I live. Well, uh, let's go down to the reason why we pay more taxes. Our VAT rate is higher than the UK, for example. Our income tax rates are higher than the UK. And mm-hmm. our, our VRT, which is the vehicle... Rela- uh, vehicle so let's give the politicians tax. another raise. Yeah, well, that, I, mind you, they shouldn't be getting raises. But the point is, in relation to why we do that, is because we're a smaller country with a smaller working population than the UK per head of population and for the size of the country. And we need to raise money. So and that's that's the, the choice. Yeah, look, that, I, yeah, I, I completely agree with you with the rainbow nation politicians. But that's the reason why we pay high taxes in this country. It's a nice little country to live in. I'm, I never mind paying taxes. I always will pay taxes. I always have paid taxes, even when I was single. But so long as they do what they're supposed to do. Well, not they, well, they, well, they do to some degree, because in Ireland, for example, we have the highest, well, the second highest rate of social welfare in Europe. So they yes. do. So even those who are working poor in this country are helped out by family income supplements, etc. Sorry, you want to say something there? Go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, no. Walk, uh, as they say, riddle me this. Um, you don't have to be an economist to, to walk this one out. You take uh, our nearest neighbours, the UK. The population, well, look, they say they have 67, 67 point something. Yeah, million, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, does estimate does estimate is between a million and eleven million um, undocumented over there. So let's give the real figures. About eighty million in England. Okay. Possibly, so anyway, yeah. getting back, how is it that there, our social welfare system? We have a population about five million. Okay, but two million pre-COVID paying into the system. And in England, had about thirty-eight million taxpayers. Explain to me, Niall, how in the name of God we can pay we can pay two thirds higher welfare than the UK. Well, we can't, is no. the answer. We we spend, well, I, I don't know what the figure is last year, because well, obviously it's very different last year, but normally, under normal circumstances, 
pretty much half of the money we take in in taxes in this country goes to welfare. Now, that includes pensions as well, by the way, but it goes to welfare payments, right? So we we spend half the money, about 20 billion, 25 billion, on what we take in in this country Correct. on social welfare and social benefits, right? Mm. Now, you could argue that's a good thing, probably, because at least everybody has a, even if you're unemployed or working poor, you have a good quality of life. Well, Niall, that, that, that figure is going to be obviously, obviously no... Obviously, we know now with COVID, it's going to be blown, completely blown out of the water. Uh, all it's all going to change. You watch, mark my words, by next year, we're going to have uh, what they call a universal basic income. Yeah, but we're paying probably, uh, per last year, probably 40 but billion. But the way, I agree. I agree with change. And we need to change the way, the way we yeah. do everything, right? Everything needs yeah. to change. The way we charge taxes. Uh, we need to get rid of tax well, credits to stop yeah. those, you know, okay. the rich people avoiding right. tax, all that kind of stuff. We need to do all lot of different but, things. Niall, do you, rem- do you remember back in, in, in the crash, when the IMF came in here, they, they couldn't believe it, actually. Not only they couldn't believe Adam and Eve, the welfare rate there, they could not believe that the, teach, the school teachers there and civil servants were paid two-thirds higher than the Germans. Now, the Germans were coming with, with, to, to bail us out to a certain extent, and they just said, how is it net? this tiny country, you can pay our school teachers one-third higher than the German school teacher and, and two-thirds higher than the British. I mean, you, you, Jesus Christ. Yeah but, the, yeah, but the other argument in relation to that is we've seen the problem we've had in the health service that if we don't pay them good money, be they teachers or anybody in that sector that's, you know, skilled, be it nurses, doctors, whatever, um, they will leave the country. No, I, we, we, because we, they, they, they can go to Dubai and earn a load of money, they can go to Australia and earn a load of money. So w- no, we need to pay them good money to keep them here. It's a small that, country. That is, that, that is just... Uh, a bla- a form of blackmail now. Well, it no, is. No, you're right. But but in saying but in saying that, Patrick, people will go where the opportunities were. For example, if the radio industry wasn't big in this country, but it's not really that big. It's getting smaller actually. But if it was big, I'd go off to England or America or somewhere else where there's a big more opportunities for me to do better. I, if I was doing what I'm doing right now in America, I'd be earning four times what I'm earning here. Same no, with the UK. I'd be earning three or four times what I'm earning here for doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, uh, no, they wouldn't. They, they couldn't. They couldn't uh, understand your lingo in America. Give me a break. <laughs> no, but listen. No, listen. No, I've heard this for time immemorial, especially from the RUT people. Sorry, RTE people saying, "Oh, uh, if you don't give them like back in the day, Pat Kenny was getting a million per annum. If, if, if they don't give give them what they, they can't, what they, what they what they want, they'll feck off to the UK, America. I don't, I don't buy this now." I don't buy that. Well, but yeah, but you, you might not buy it, but it does happen. If we look at our biggest exports, I mean, the likes of the Graham Nortons and all these people, and and then you look at, say, in the nursing industry, something like four out of five, or I think that was the figure that was given recently, will leave the country. Now, most will come back, yeah. but okay. they do leave the country after they qualify because they want to base... No, I know a lot of people will leave anyway to sow their wild oats, etc., etc. But, I mean, <laughs> we need to pay them good money. But stay, now, we're going off on a tangent. Stay there a second. Let me go back to the original topic. Emily, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Emily? Oh, sorry, I've lost Emily there. Somebody says, I live close to your radio station. I'm in a pretty house. Uh, uh, I'm in a private house, I may assume that is. Everyone owns uh, the houses beside us. And we have one child. We get €32 a week for our child. We don't get everything for nothing. I'm very pissed off at that email. (sighs) Maybe, you see, you need to give me more of your circumstances before I kind of go down that road. I think the person is stating that they're living there for nothing is if somebody's unemployed, well, then they're getting the money from the state to pay the rent in the first place. So in other words, they are kind of getting it for nothing. Whereas, mm. say, in foreign situation, they're actually working to pay the reduced rent that you would get in social housing. Because it is reduced rent. Obviously, it's greatly reduced to what you would normally pay for a house. Not greatly. Well, it, well, it is. It depends on your income. Well, in my situation, 
in my situation now, we did the math on it, and basically we are getting €40 euro off. How much? Well, if you get a social house, you mean? No, like, on the waiting list now, we're actually part of the HAP scheme, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. But that means that basically we're getting €40 euro off a week. And if you think about it, how many meals could you actually pay for €30 yeah, but if you get, euro if you get, I, 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 can, I can only use Dublin as an example. I'm not familiar where you live, Fern. But if you get, mm. for example, a house in Dublin on social housing, now depending mm. on your circumstances, if you're unemployed, you'll get it for, I don't know, 30 or 40 quid a week, which is money that you're getting on the dole anyway, right? If you're employed, then obviously that goes up, that rent goes up. But you will never, ever be paying what somebody is paying for a mortgage for a house. Oh, I know, but yeah. the, the irony of it is, at the same time, if we were to be paying, if like if we basically scrap that child in Yemen now, or if we just really tighten the reins in, you know, avoided a lot of things and got rid of our internet or whatever, and use that money every month towards the same amount to pay the full amount that one would pay in my area, it's still, we could go to the bank right now and they'd still say, no. You're paying it for rent, but that isn't equivalent to a mortgage. Yeah. No, I get you. Some banks, by the way, nowadays are taking rent into consideration. Some are not, but some are. And that's Realistically. Yeah. Okay, well, stay, stay there for a second. Let me go to Carol as well. Carol, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Carol? Oh, sorry, Carol. I didn't turn you on there. Hold on for a second. And I mean that's not in the biblical sense of the word. Okay. Uh, sorry, Carol. Oh, good. Can you hear me now, now? I can, Carol. How are you? Now, it's uncanny that you're talking about this, because I was going to send you an email about almost the very same thing. Oh, okay. Um, I'm in fairly much the same kind of boat that Fern is in. in now, I'm not married, but I'm not single. But I'm in the process of going through the whole mortgage thing at the moment, and, you know, you're sending in all your pay slips and everything and this kind of thing, and... I don't know if the bank's even going to accept me because they declined me before, but the most they're going to give me is 150k. Right. Now, well, and, and where do you want yeah. where do you want to live in Dublin? Um, well, not, not exactly. But you're not going, going to live in Dublin for 150,000. No. So. Oh God, no. <laughs> and I mean, look, I don't mind having a reasonable commute, but I mean, I get people saying to me, "Oh, would you not go and live here, there, and ever, down the country?" I'm like, "Well, why should I? My my life is in Dublin. My work is in Dublin. My friends are in Dublin." You know, why should I hightail it off just because the house price now? I mean, I've not just bought a whole load of places in Gory that would be within the price bracket if I get approved. You know, that's, still a, two and a, and that's like, a two and a half hour drive to Dublin, isn't it? A two yeah, hour drive. Yeah, God only knows what it is. You know, that kind of way. I yeah. mean, that's even with the coat, you know, the heart, the heart, you know. But uh, I mean, I can understand what that gentleman is saying, you know, because unfortunately I've heard stories of people where there's people on social housing living next to them and they just can't have it. So your argument is, hold on, so you're you're struggling, <coughs> you're yeah. trying to get yourself a house. Yeah. Have you got kids, by the way? No, no. Okay, kids. so it's just yourself. Yeah. All right, it's so, you, yeah, okay, so you want to get yourself a, a nice apartment, a nice house, whatever it happens to be, preferably yeah. a, a small house or something like that. Yeah. And, and, and you're, you're struggling, you're doing it all the right way, you're working your ass off, and meanwhile, yeah. somebody who hasn't got up off their hole in 20 years will get handed a nice house in oh, Dublin, yeah. and that pisses you off. Uh, it does, you know, to a point, because, I mean, I know one particular friend that I know, uh, like, I don't even qualify for the half scheme because I earn too much. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's very frustrating. But this friend of mine, anyway, she gets everything handed to her. Yep, I and know. And the backup I know. of a boyfriend who will pay her extra bills and stuff like this. And I'm kind of going, are you kidding me? Like, you know, and 
Oh, I know. You'd be far better off if you packed in your job and had a baby. Probably. I'm, I'm <laughs> not being smart, but that, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? And, and no, I, I agree, yes. Which is wrong, by the way, that you shouldn't be in that situation hmm. where you're yeah. basically penalised for working hard. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I'm not a smoker, I'm not a huge big drinker, and like that girl, you know, I, I have may, maybe been on a few holidays, but nothing crazy, I mean, like, off Spain or whatever, where, you know, when you're a little into the budget travel type of thing, you know, I mm. wouldn't be going first class anywhere, but like... You wouldn't get a house on social housing, probably anyway. Even if you did put yourself down, you'd be waiting 10 or 15 years because you'd be low priority. You're living on your own. Yes, that's exactly. So, I mean, there's no point in me. And then, apparently, you have to go through the half scheme anyway to get onto the list. Yeah, so you, you'd have to apply for that to get on the housing list yes, in the first place. And yeah. I, again, you don't I qualify. Yeah. What is, so, what's the qualification? 35,000, is it? Yeah, so I'm on more than that. Yeah, right. I think it's 35. That's after after tax, 35. I think yeah. in around that. Ashton will clarify it for me in a second, but I think it's 35. I think it depends on where you live too. But you can get up to, I mean, I know in parts of Dublin you can get up to 1,800 on the app. Yeah, I know. And it's, no, I wouldn't begrudge anyone anything, but like sometimes depending on who you're talking to, you'd swear I was looking for an eight-bedroom mansion. I know, I know. It can be very... It can be very difficult when you're in your situation and you're trying your best to be independent and not rely on the state. And you hear about Mary down the road and Johnny, who's living with his girlfriend. They have two kids and they're on the welfare and none of them are paying taxes and they're off to Tenerife in the summer. So, And and I know it can be difficult when you hear that. Well, there was one guy I used to know and I, when I did the kickboxing a few years ago and like, we ended up going back to his place after, and you know, nice little, lovely size three bed apartment. And he said, "Listen, Dad, don't say anything. You know, the girlfriend is supposed to be living here with me with her baby, but she went back to her ma." He said, "I just never told him." So he's sitting there in this apartment that was over a grand and a half, and he was only paying like something like six hundred for it. Yeah. Well, I met now. I didn't say anything. I just thought, "Cock almighty." Yeah, well, no, so, well let, let me just tell you, I, know, I can understand the frustration. Let me tell you, go back to Fern. Fern, see, you can, mm. you can understand the frustration. Carol would oh, be definitely. better off financially if she packed in her job and decided to have a baby. Oh, definitely. But then there is the other side of it too. Like, look, I've heard all of the stories. I know of one person who is a friend of a friend who um, basically spent the last 25 years working on social dockets, so working half a day a week and getting paid for the rest of it because he just couldn't be asked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he got everything. That's unfair. I know of another person who got, who had a baby and got this brand new mamas and papas or whatever buggy that was worth 500, 600 quid and left it outside the door of a shop. I'm sure it's off the social anyways, it doesn't matter. I get another so one. That's frustrating. That's very frustrating. But then I also know of another person who was a single mum who was on the housing list for 10 years and her fella, the, the child's father, wouldn't pay a dime in maintenance. And she struggled through the whole lot working two or three jobs. Yeah, and when you say so, it was, so you, anyway, yeah, but when you say she was on the housing list for ten years, she wasn't homeless for ten years. She was she was obviously no, getting she, a rent allowance or a HAP scheme. Well, uh, to be honest with yeah. you, I don't know. At she the was time, living somewhere she, at the time. She, yeah, she was living, but yeah. she was working two or three jobs to make sure she had a roof over her baby's head. Yeah, and well, then, I'm fair example, play to her. Now, and when I had my first child, but hey, wait, why are we see? Why do we say this? Oh, she was working two jobs to make sure she had a baby, a roof over the baby's head. Why do we say that? Like, there's something very mad wrong with that. Our own parents did that. You know, they worked know, their arses off to make sure that we had somewhere comfortable to live. That's that's life, isn't what's, it? What's wrong with it is the fact that there's people getting it for nothing. And then there's people who genuinely are 
stuck. Hmm. That's, that's what's wrong with it. Oh, by the way, just to mention, but the Dublin limit on your own as a single person, right, on HAP scheme would be 660 and a couple is 900. Then if you add in a couple of kids to that, and I know in Fingal or certain areas, it's a different amount. I believe the highest rate they give in Dublin, I think this is for two adults and three children in the Fingal area. Ash will check it for me now in a second. I think is 1800. That's the highest anywhere in the country, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, by the way, a couple in Cork, by the way, is 650. Um, is the the single person happy? Mm. Is uh, a Galway? It's a hundred quid cheaper each way. By the way, can uh, I just say though, in those big cities, you have public transport. Say it again. In the, in the country, you don't. You have a car, or else you can't get a job. Well, that's one and of the reasons why I prefer to stay. Sorry for for cutting the pause here. Why I prefer exactly. to stay somewhere. So because like where I live now, uh, I don't mind saying where I'm in Bray. I have the dart at one end of the street, and I have the bus at the other end of the street. So I don't need a car. So I'm very e- lucky that I exactly. don't have but that. Exactly, but that's... On me. And that's another reason why it annoys me that people go, oh, go on and off, move down to Mayo. Exactly, but then... And you're like, really? Exactly, that's that's not the case where I am now, right? Um, I know of a person who was working full-time and he had to catch a train into the town where he worked. And that was costing him €15 euro a day. But again, Fern, you lived in Wales. People in the UK, but particularly, say, in England, you know, they, 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 li- they live... I, I, my, my sister lives in the UK, right? She In one of her jobs, um, she worked in London, and I don't know where she lived, somewhere outside London, and it took her two and a half hours to get to work every day. Mm-hmm. So that's that's should... not unusual. I mean, the same in America. No. It's not unusual. We, we seem to have this kind of thing in Ireland that we shouldn't have to travel too far to work. No, but look, I, like, I drive 25 minutes to work myself. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. But then, like, the bit that frustrates me is the fact that there's people who are scamming the system. Mm. But then there's people who genuinely need it. Like, I know, example, no, now, and I, I completely I was, agree with you. When I was pregnant with my first, my, my husband and I, her father, weren't together at the time. I had to stop work because I was at risk of losing her. I placenta previa. I had to stop work. Yeah. And I was by myself. Okay. And they wouldn't give, and I couldn't even get sick pay. I spent three months with no sick pay living with my mum. That could be difficult. I don't know there are exceptional circumstances which can be very difficult. It is you know difficult. what I mean? Well, 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 say there was a second because I want to go to Derrianne quickly before I finish this up as well. Say there both mm-hmm. of you. Uh, Derrianne, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Derrianne? I'm good, Niall. I'm very good, actually. Um, uh, having ended up staying in a hostel one night when I ended up homeless after working all my life and mm. paying all my taxes and um, and the insult to be sent into a hostel in Dublin city centre. But anyway, we won't go there. I'd um, say that was an experience. Oh, it was wonderful, a chapter for the book. Yeah. But um, it was actually scary. But what, 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 I'm, and I'm just listening to, I think it's burned there. You know I live in North County Dublin, but I live in an area where there's no bus. And yes, I'm on the HAP, and I'm on the housing list now. I was told I get somewhere in seven years, but they're not building one bed. And one of the things that really does annoy me is that there is a housing estate built in the area where I am, and it looks lovely, it's gorgeous, and there's only two beds in it. And they will not give me one, even though they're being refused by other people. And I'd be quite happy to continue living mm. in the area and living in. And, and why, won't uh, they, why won't they give you one? Because I myself am on on my own. So what what, what do they want to give you a single bed apartment? A single bed, 
Yeah, or a single bed, whatever. And <clears throat> and that's what I'm in at the moment, renting. And I was very lucky to get this because I, that, it was that or that hostel. And and this just came uh, about by, oh my God, it was a miracle, but we won't go there. Yeah. And um, But I'm the sort of get back off my off the floor. I mean, it's very difficult if you're single because the HAP scheme doesn't pay a huge amount of money if you're single, right? And... You have to try and find somewhere for that amount of money and to find somewhere in Dublin on that amount of money on the on the HAP scheme, which is 600 and whatever it was I mentioned earlier on there, which is the most they give a single person, is almost nigh and impossible. And, and now, just just two quick things. Um, on the way, when I'm... And, and I did get myself a job recently. Well, actually, the job gave it to me. I didn't go looking for it, but I'm very happy to have it. And I don't mind, you know, paying more rent or paying whatever I have to pay. I'll do whatever I have to do to get off the floor over the years. And um, But you, I mean, with respect, Terry-Ann, you shouldn't be in this situation at this point in your life. No, I know. I know this. I don't want to go into your life story, but there's been a lot of no, circumstances, no, you right? Know it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, can I ask? Sorry, without insulting you, I know I always slag you over your age, but how old no, are you? No. How old are you, Darian? I'm actually 67 now. Okay, so, so you, be, you shouldn't be I'll working. Be, I'll be in my. It doesn't matter. You I shouldn't have it. to work. No, I don't actually have to. Well, I, I, I listen. I'm on the pension, obviously. Yeah. But I went to into a place and to buy a particular item. And the next day when I went to pick it up, I was asked, would I go in for an interview? And I said, what? And, um, uh, you anyway, probably talked the hind legs off them like you do everybody, Jerry. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. so I got a job on Christmas week. And I, but do you know why I'm enjoying it? Because the little extra money I have now, you see, I put all my money into wearing the kids, as you know, when the yeah. cars broke up and all that. And I'm very proud of the pair of them. But... Anything now I earn is for me, it's for Darianne. I can buy myself a laptop. I can, you know, do little, I can run my car. You see, I have to have a car here. There's no bus service. And um, so I can run my little car. Yeah. And so those little things. But what I want to say is, on the way, and you might have seen it, but you might know what's written on it, there's a house on that main road before I take my turn for Ballybockle, right? On the main Ballybockle I know where, road. I know, where, I, know, I know the new houses you're talking about too there, where they, where that the little power station-y thing is, just behind that there. No, yeah. no, 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 not there at all. This is going out. Because they're, the build, they're building thousands of houses there, uh, you know, on the road, the valley, uh, the road there up. Is- the yeah, road there, is, there is a scheme there, but there, 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 would, there probably is no one. They're not building. By the way, if everyone's wondering where we're talking about swords. By the way, in case everybody's wondering, well, yeah, it's, it's between swords and Ashbourne. You've got that back road up towards Ballybock. But it's, but it's and not yeah. there. You go back out onto the Belfast Road. I'm there's a turn up. I'm called. I live outside what's called Ballybockle. Right. And but on that road, there's a, there's a little row of cottages in Turvey Avenue, and. The, one of the cottages has a huge big sign out saying, because the piece of land across from the cottages was sold, apparently, and I think Fingal got it. Now, I'm not 100% sure. And they have this big, awful sign out. And I feel like knocking on the door and saying, how dare you object to the likes of me getting somewhere in that plot of land, having worked all my life. And what life. is it, local residents objecting to oh, the... Oh, yeah, and they won't let and all the rest. And I'm going, ah! So well, I, now, see, there is a thing. I mean, I know progress, you know, we have to progress as a society, but I can, I do understand why if somebody has bought house, a nice house, and then all of a sudden the green across the road or the local land across the road goes up and is rezoned, and they're going to build, say, 20 apartment blocks on it, for, and some of it will be social housing, some of it will be private development. 
you know, am I mad in thinking, Ca- well, hang on, Carol, I mean, is it okay for someone to say, well, I don't agree with that? But it's not, but, but they, in this case, it's very small. They couldn't do something like that. No, but I'm just saying in general, I, I, I understand why people might object. Sorry, Carol. Oh, no, I understand why. I mean, my one thing that I would like if I was, that I would be somewhere safe. But, I mean, I've seen and heard stories, uh, as I said before, of people who, like that, are long-term unemployed and have no intention of working, don't appreciate the houses that they're given. And well, they don't. Like, my, no. my aunt bought a house, right? And the tenants that went in there destroyed her house. Well, there, there was a report out last year, or the year before, it could have been actually, I was talking about it at the time, where landlords were refusing people on the HAP scheme and people on rent allowance at the time. And they said the reason was because of the experience they had weren't good. Now, that doesn't mean everybody on HAP or rent allowance is a bad person, but the general experience was bad. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, the people that got into my aunt's house, she had a management company looking after it, and they didn't even tell her the people that came in that were... were, were on social welfare and everything went swimmingly for about five or six years until the family expanded and they went from two to four kids and my aunt was kind of going it's only a two-bedroom house where in the name of god are they going with four oh. kids yeah you know in this so anyway they asked them to, to leave and the next thing they got this solicitor's letter in the door from the RTB or whoever it was. Uh-huh. Uh, you went the wrong way about it. Uh, you, you know, they're not leaving. You can't. They can't leave. You, you have to go the right way. My aunt ended up in court having to pay them five hundred euro the in, for the inconvenience of all of this, and, and, and probably didn't get her rent for a few months as well either. No, she didn't. But no, now that's uh, what happened to me when when I was uh, losing my home back in two thousand thirteen. I was I did. David, I did absolutely everything, and I mean everything. I know you did. I know. We talked about I'd only it. nine years left on the mortgage, so I'd think it'd be up now. But anyway, look. You, you would imagine they would just, you know, the state would intervene in situations like that, buy it, and let you rent it back for a reduced rate, because either way, they're going to have to provide somewhere for you to live. Listen, I'm sorry for cutting you short, Darianne and Carol and everybody, but I have to go into a break. I'm due to close the top of the hour. Uh, thanks for everyone for getting involved in that, by the way. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.